So over the past several weeks, uh, we've been talking about a call uh, to faithfulness, uh, about doing our best to be faithful to a God who is faithful to us. I mean, throughout my Christian life, my life since committing myself to Jesus, the, the one thing that I have been consistently reminded of is God's faithfulness to his people uh, and really God's faithfulness to me. I I can't tell you why everything happens in this world the way it does. Uh, I, I do believe, as scripture says, the devil roars around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. You know, I, I would say all the things that we experience in the world are not necessarily because of God uh, or because of God. But I do know uh, that what is good, what is true, uh, what is right is ultimately from God. And it's because of God's faithfulness to us that, that we are encouraged to live our lives faithfully to him. Our scripture reading this morning uh, reminds us of that promise of God's faithfulness and our call to follow. It comes from Hebrews chapter 10, uh, verse 19 through 25. I invite you to open your Bibles with me there. Hebrews chapter 10, uh, verse 19 through 25. Uh, as you do, uh, I'll remind you that we read our Bibles because we believe that the Bible is inspired by God. And it reveals God to us. As we read the Bible, we come to know God, we come to know ourselves, and we learn to live how God has created and called us to live. Now, when I say that reading the Bible helps us to know ourselves, I mean it in the sense that Dr. De Silva talked about when he said that the Bible is a mirror. Right? When we read the Bible, we not only read it, but, but it reads us. God's word reveals within us what's really going on inside of us. Uh, as it says in the book of Hebrews in chapter 4, just a few chapters before our reading this morning, it says the word of God is active and alive. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all of creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Right, when we when we read the Bible, it shows us who we are. If we listen as we read God's word, as we as we let God's word speak to us, it goes down deep into our soul. It shows us what's really going on within ourselves, within our lives. If we if we listen, God's word will at times offer us encouragement. If we listen as we read God's word, it will uplift us. It will give us hope and strength. At times when we read God's word, it, it will convict us. Well, it will show us places where perhaps we've missed the mark. As we read God's word, it reaches into our souls and we are laid bare before God. If we come open, uh, ready to receive it. That's why it's important for us to, to read God's word. It's why we've made multiple plans available for us as a congregation to engage in reading God's word throughout this year. There's a New Testament plan. If you want to read through the New Testament in a year, there's a plan back there and you might be a couple weeks behind, but there's plenty of space in the plan where you can catch up uh, and still not be reading, you know, 20 chapters a day. You can still do one chapter a day and make it uh, through the New Testament in plenty of time. There's uh, another reading plan back there by Dr. De Silva, Spiritual Formation reading plan. It's 112 different paragraphs within scripture that speak God's word into our lives. If you haven't picked one up, I'd invite you to pick one up because God's word is for us life. 
Uh, it is for us God's, God's truth. It's, it reveals God to us. It shows us who God is and, and who we are and who we're called to be. It, it will shape us. It will transform us in radical ways if we, if we read, if we listen, if we allow it to. And so our scripture uh, passage that we're focusing on this morning, Hebrews chapter 10, uh, verse 19 through 25. Uh, let us hear together the word of the Lord. Therefore, my friends, since we have confidence to enter the sanctuary by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us approach with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who has promised is faithful. And let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. We say thanks be to God. So at the heart of this passage, like right in between its rich theological telling of what Jesus has accomplished for us in his life, death, and resurrection, and its, and its offering of encouragement for us to, to gather together and to encourage those around us, the author throws out this phrase, he who has promised is faithful. This short little phrase becomes an anchor for this book. It becomes an anchor for our souls. Uh, we could say it is well with our souls in whatever situation we might face, whatever might come our way, because he who has promised is faithful. I mean, the book of Hebrews is written to a group of Christians who are facing persecution. They were struggling to hold on to faith as the culture uh, around them pushed in against them. They uh, might have felt ostracized or alone. Uh, they felt opposition and oppression. It can be hard to maintain faith in such scenarios. So Paul encourages them. He says, do not forsake what Christ has done for you, but hold fast Live faithfully for him because he who is promised is faithful. We may uh, in life find ourselves doubting many things. We might find ourselves throughout life struggling with many different things. There's, there's situations that we encounter that might make it difficult, might make it challenging to believe. But I want to encourage you, I want to invite you this morning to do not doubt that God is faithful. I mean, even when we are less than faithful, God is still faithful. Even at times if we give up on God, God is still faithful to pursue us. Now, I, was, I was speaking at a funeral yesterday. It was a funeral for somebody who wasn't a part of our church. I don't really think that he had a church home. Uh, uh, one of his wishes, though, was that there would be a minister uh, that would be a part of his celebration of life services. And, and so I said, yes, you know, I said, I'll, I'll be present. I, I connected with the family earlier in the week. We spoke some and then I went out to the property where they were having the service. I spoke briefly from Romans chapter eight, verse 38 and 39, which is a reminder uh, that nothing can separate us from the love of God. that has been made known to us in Christ Jesus. 
And so I talked about this person's life and I said, uh, essentially, you know, as a minister, I'm not a deciding factor in, in whether uh, a person uh, has a relationship with God or not. Like I don't have the ability to preach somebody into heaven or, or to preach somebody out of heaven. Uh, I know from hearing this man's story that he uh, grew up Catholic and then left the church. Lived a wild life is what uh, his daughter said, or had a wild phase of life. I don't know that he ever really found himself back in, in a church a scenario, in a church place, uh, that, that anything like that had ever happened. Uh, but she said that after the hurricane, there were some people from Samaritan's Purse that came by the property that he had, and, and they started to uh, help do some work with the trees that had fallen down. Uh, they spoke with him. And they prayed together, uh, and then she said that she heard him pray. And, and so, I mean, I can't tell you all that took place in that conversation. I wasn't there. I wasn't with Samaritan's Purse. I wasn't with this man. So I don't know what they prayed or how they prayed or the conversation uh, that they had. Uh, but what I, what I told the people who were gathered at the funeral, what I believe to be true that I can say with confidence, is, is they showed up there at his house as a reminder of God's love for him. That even though throughout his life he had kind of walked away from whatever God he knew, that God never gave up on him. God continued to pursue him, continued to show him love, continued to draw close to him, that God sent people into his life to remind him, hey, I'm still here, and I still love and I still care for you. I believe that it shows that God never gives up on us. God is faithful to continue to reach out to us, to draw uh, us closer to him, to invite us to know him, to invite us to take hold of the promise of salvation that he has for us and for all people. And even when we give up on God, God never gives up on us. He continues to pursue us, to reach out to us, to place people in our lives, to point us towards him. It's what uh, Jesus talks about in this short parable that he tells in Matthew eighteen twelve. It says, what do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the 99 on the hills and go look for the one who has wandered off? And if he finds it, truly I tell you, he is happier about that one sheep than about the 99 that did not wander off. In the same way, your father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should perish. God is faithful. It is not God's will that any would perish. So God continues to reach out to us, continues to pursue us, doesn't give up on us because God's desire is that we would have life and that we would have life eternal. I mean, some of you are here this morning because God didn't give up on you. Because God placed somebody in your life at some point in time that reminded you of God's goodness and God's grace who invited you to come closer and to know him. There are people that uh, were joining the church this morning because somebody showed up in their life and said, hey, there's a God who loves and cares for you. Why don't, why don't you come and, and meet him and get to know him? You're, you're here because God was faithful to pursue you to invite you to know him and to experience his faithfulness even more fully. And this God who doesn't give up on us, who continues to draw close to us, who continues to invite us to know him, this is, this is just a part of God's faithfulness. That we experience God's faithfulness throughout all of life, throughout all the ups and downs, throughout all the, the, the valleys and the mountains that we traverse. I mean, life is filled with many uncertainties. As much as we like to think that we have a handle on whatever might come our way, uh, we are consistently thrown curveballs, 
I mean, there's a multitude of cliches that speak to this aspect of life, right? The only constant in life is change. Uh, We must come to expect the unexpected. Uh, Life comes at you fast. One of those things they say when life throws you one of those really crazy curveballs that you weren't expecting. I mean, these are familiar because they point to that reality that that life is full of changes, that life uh, has these ups and downs, twists and bends. And when, when these challenges come, Our temptation oftentimes is to allow these challenges to define us. Our temptation is to give up or to give in. Our temptation is to let the stress, the anxiety, uh, or even the despair of the moment to overwhelm us. Scripture speaks this refrain. He who promised is faithful. The one who promised to never leave you nor forsake you. Is faithful to be with you through the ups and downs and the uncertainties of this life. The one who promised if you wait upon him, if you place your hope in him, he is faithful to renew your strength so that you will soar on wings like eagles, run and not grow weary, walk and not become faint. The one who promised that even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you don't have to fear any evil, he is faithful to be with you, to comfort you with his rod and his staff. The one who promised that if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, that all these things will be added unto you is faithful to supply all of your needs according to his riches and his glory in Christ Jesus. God is faithful and his promises to us are true. Now I know that our church conference vote tomorrow it's created a, a bit of uncertainty, a bit of an anxious time for, for people. What I want to encourage you with is this, that, that he who promised is faithful. If the, if the vote doesn't go the way you think it should, he who promised is faithful. If it goes the way you like, but you still have concerns about what happens next, he who promised is faithful. I've heard concerns about, you know, the cost of rebuilding, uh, what it takes to put together this church after the storm and how all of these different costs, how they all fit together and tie up and how will we ever make it? He who promised is faithful. He's never let me down. He's always been there. He is faithful to walk with you, to walk with us through whatever comes our way. And all that's going on in the world around us, all that's taking place in the church, with all of the challenges and distractions that are out there, this word from Hebrews calls us back to a God who is faithful to his people, a God who deeply cares for his children, a God who has made a way for us. And God has shown us his faithfulness uh, most clearly in the giving of his son, Jesus, Right, throughout the Old Testament, even back to the very beginning of time, uh, in the creation story, there are promises about one who would come. Uh, the one who would come who would crush the serpent's head. Uh, about one who would come to redeem and rescue God's covenant people, Israel. One who would come who would be a light to the Gentiles. And in the fullness of time, at God's appointed time, Jesus came to earth, lived a sinless life, modeled for us what it means to be human. He gave himself up for us, was crucified on a cross for our sins. He died in our place so that the judgment we deserve for our sins would be upon him. 
On the third day, he rose from the grave, victorious over sin, over death, and over the grave. He ascended into heaven and has become, as the author of Hebrews says, our high priest, so that we can have confidence to enter into the very throne room of God if we are in Christ. This is proof of God's faithfulness to us. This is all because God has been faithful to creation. God's promises to us are that in Christ, we have eternal life. In Christ, we have hope in whatever situation we face because Christ has been raised from the dead. In Christ, we can have a peace that passes all understanding. In Christ, we can do all things. We can endure all things. We can make it through all things through Christ who strengthens us. So let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. No matter what may come our way, for he who has promised is faithful.